you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. This is Amy Brown from Four Things with Amy Brown. Today, Healthier is happening at CVS Health in more ways than you've ever seen. It's wellness destinations for seniors, including select locations with Oak Street Health and CVS Pharmacy. It's doctors, nurses, pharmacists, and everyone in between offering quality care and support virtually in person, and on the phone. It's in-home evaluations through Signify Health and meeting mental health needs through Aetna. And those are just a few of the ways that Healthier is happening. To see more, visit cvshealth.com slash healthier happens together. CVS Pharmacy, Oak Street Health, CVS Specialty, Signify Health, and Aetna are part of CVS Health. Eligibility and services vary by location and individual. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. And now, move the sticks with Daniel Jeremiah and Bucky Brooks. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Move the Sticks, last episode of the week. Buck, how are you doing? Man, great. Great. I mean, DJ, we can talk about it. I mean, we, we talk about it on every podcast. Like, this is an exciting week. We got big game coming up on Sunday, Eagles and 49ers, but we got conference championship games that are also on the horizon. So, to me, we talk about it. Man, the closer we get to the tournament, the more excited I get because I love seeing how players and coaches respond to the pressure of having to play and participate in these big moments. I want to uh, want to keep today's show college-based. We are going to have uh, Missouri head coach Eli Drinkwitz, a former App State head coach, um, mm-hmm. who's a friend of the show. He's done an unbelievable job the turnaround there. How about this? From 5-5 five and five his first year, 6-7, six 6-7 and, seven, six and seven. this year, 10-2, second in the SEC East. Uh, an incredible turnaround performance as he's uh, kind of recaptured the uh, enthusiasm within that program, within that city. So uh, looking forward to that conversation coming up in just a few minutes. But uh, championship games, you mentioned it, Buck, this weekend. When you look at it, um, I was talking to a buddy the other day who was getting ready to go out and uh, and attend one of these games on the scouting side. And he can go to any, any game he wants. He has his choice. And think about this in years past when you've got Georgia Alabama playing, which is a you know it's a fantastic mm-hmm. matchup. Then we've got Michigan Iowa, you got Florida State Louisville, Texas Oklahoma, um, and you've got SMU Tulane as well. Um, but in a year where you've got Alabama and Georgia playing, and there's still a ton of NFL players in that field. Don't get me wrong, mm-hmm. stacked, loaded. He's going to go out and watch Washington versus Oregon because there's a boatload of NFL guys in that game out there in the Pac-12. Again, we we talk about this all the time. Man, what a shame. The Pac-12 is falling apart just as they kind of found their stride here. But, man, that is a game uh, that has the NFL's attention. Not only do you have the two quarterbacks there in Bo Nix and Penix, but you've got really good line play on both sides of the line. You've got receivers for both teams. Like It is a good, good matchup there with a playoff spot on the line. Good matchup. Big-time rivalry. 
If you haven't mm-hmm. spent any time in the Pacific Northwest, you don't understand like the 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 hatred and the anger and the, the tension that exists between not friendly and you dub like there is something about the dogs and the ducks when they get together. It is not friendly. Uh, when you look at the way these teams are playing, I'll be honest, man, the way Oregon has played the last five, six games of the season, they have, man, they have been running through opponents. Their physicality is overwhelming. They get it. They feed off their coach, Dan Lanning. I mean, it's there. It is fully visible for everyone to see. UW has a toughness about them, a grittiness about them that has always existed within that program. They, they kind of pride themselves in being the dogs. Like they come after you. They're always in attack mode. And so now to run this back, even though UW won the first one, to run it back for the championship, the last championship in the Pac-12, oh, this is going to be one that, look, this is going to be one for the ages. Yeah, it's going to be a great game. That is on Friday, uh, December 1st. So looking forward to that. That's going to be in Las Vegas. So they're playing at Allegiant Stadium. Looking forward to that game Friday. Then we get Georgia-Alabama, which is uh, which is a great contest as well. Iowa, I don't know uh, I don't know if there's enough, uh, enough punch there uh, offensively for Iowa to, to dethrone Michigan. Uh, in the Big Ten championship game. But we'll have all those games uh, broken down for you. We'll uh, we'll watch them. We'll evaluate them as we get into the draft. We'll be talking a lot about those players. Um, but uh, today's episode, it's not a long one, but it's a good one. And it's a good one because of our guest that we have getting ready to join us. Uh, he's the head coach at Missouri. Uh, he's done a phenomenal job turning around that program. He's a friend of ours. Uh, always enjoy having him on. Here's our conversation with Missouri head coach Eli Drinkwitz. Coach, we appreciate it, man, uh, taking some time for us today. Uh, you know, first of all, what's this offseason like as you go into, you know, recruiting really heavily as you try and finish up recruiting season with the product you have to sell coming off of the year you guys just had? Yeah, you know, it's an interesting thing because, uh, you know, college football is schedule has changed so much that we finish the regular season. We still have about 30 days before our bowl game. Yet every player on your roster is a free agent right now. And so, you know, we spent four days. I've spent every day except for this 15-minute interview with y'all. I'm meeting with my players and talking about what is their future. Are they going to transfer? Do they want to stay? What is their role going to be? So that's kind of sped up. And then we spend the afternoon watching portal film or high school recruits because now you've got to rebuild your 85 roster. So, you know, it's an interesting time. I will say this, recruiting is all about selling either what you plan on to do or what you've done in the past. You know, the previous three years I was planning on, or I was selling what I was planning on doing. This mm-hmm. year we're being able to sell tangible results. And, and you know, we had a 3,000-yard passer, a 1,000-yard receiver, a 1,000-yard rusher. I think we're the only school in the SEC to do that. I could be wrong on that. But, you know, we've got a very dynamic offense. You know, on defense we, we're, we're going to have – Another defensive end drafted. We had uh, three first-team all-conference SEC players on that side of the ball. So we have a lot of really positive momentum. You know, my message to, to every recruit, and in, 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 uh, whether it's in the portal or out, is Mizzou provides you a lot of stability in the midst of chaos. And if you look at whether it's market history or the past – Wherever you can find a stable place in the midst of chaos, that's where the most growth is going to happen. And we believe these guys have an opportunity to really grow. You can tell right behind me, our number one goal is chase two dreams. You know, we want our guys to be able to chase the dream of playing in the NFL, but we also want them to chase the dream of having a purpose outside of the game of football. And I think at Mizzou, we sell that opportunity at a really high level. 
You know, Coach, the, the, the game has changed so much. Like uh, when DJ and I and yourself, when we were coming out of school, it was about being a student athlete, getting your education. People talked about the degree. It seems like the degree part has been diminished when you're talking about opportunities and those yep. things because of NIL. So as a coach and as a leader of young people, how do you still show them that you care about them beyond football while also having to navigate the transfer portal and free agency, as you talk about? It just seems like college football is at a crossroads because yeah. it's no longer the college football that we all knew and loved coming up. Yeah, it, it's not. But I think in the middle of the whole thing, uh, you have to start with loving your players. You, you have to start with what it's really all about. And the reason why I got into coaching had nothing to do with the amount of money they pay me, nothing to do with the big stadiums. It had to do with the desire to really impact young people's lives. And, man, I lost my way for a little bit the last two years. Like that, I was always stressed and consumed about all those other things. But, man, this year it's been about my players. And – I think so many times, like everybody's chasing this NIL, which is good, man. I'm all for these guys. I, I think they deserve absolutely. I wish we'd get to a revenue share model. That's a whole other conversation. But the most valuable thing they're going to get from the University of Missouri is not the NIL. It's going to be that degree because the degree has earning power for 60 years. NIL is a one-time earning power opportunity. And so they have to combine that. Like, you know, it, it is a lot of money that these guys are getting, which is, again, awesome. But it's not going to compare to the millions of dollars that they're going to earn based off having a college degree in the connections that we can provide through the university. And so, you know, again, for us, that's just a huge emphasis. It's a huge emphasis of finding a purpose outside of the game. We all know the game is going to end for everybody at some point. Look at Tom Brady. It finally ended for him last year. But he has a bigger purpose than just the game, and I want all my guys to find that. One of the things that we always talk about here when we're talking about evaluating, we can all you know we can all watch the tape and say this guy can play, this guy can't play. It's it's a lot more. Uh, it's the makeup on guys that ends up determining how successful they're going to be. I'm I know it's the same with you when you're recruiting these high school kids or, or, or yep. transfer portal kids. I was talking to a GM the other day, and they were playing a bunch of rookies. And I said, what's the key to getting these young guys out in the field and, and, and playing well? And he said, we had to identify guys who love it and guys that can learn it. Mm-hmm. And I know how hard that is at the NFL level to do that with college kids. How in the world are you able to find out if a 17, you know, maybe you start recruiting them when he's 16, that they, A, that they love it. And then how do you get the information to know that they're going to be able to learn what you're going to ask them to do? I think it's actually easier to find out if they love it because you can wade through the, the, the BS of recruiting, you know. I, I, I told the kid yesterday on the phone, man, recruiting's not real, okay? Like, the day you step foot on campus, none of the recruiting matters. It's going to matter if you show up on time to wait. That's what's going to mm-hmm. determine whether or not you're successful. And what people post on Twitter is not going to be motivation for you to show up and work out because you're going to be doing up-downs if people are late. So, like, I don't really care about the recruiting <laughs> stuff. And guys that are constantly consumed with recruiting and their announcements and all those different things, those are the guys that you first go, eh, I don't know. I don't know if the, mm-hmm. the juice is going to be worth the squeeze. Um you know, we actually have a saying right now. We I, I read this article about three weeks ago, mercenaries versus rusty trucks. Um 
you know, you got sports cars out there that that look good and they drive fast, but man, are they going to always be reliable? That old rusty truck that that uh, uh, Daniel and I used to have to drive around <laughs> North Carolina, man, that thing got you where you needed to go. It showed up. It had a purpose. It was driven. It didn't matter what the road conditions were. It was going to show up. I got one of those guys right now, Cody Schrader, our running mm-hmm. back. I mean, he's yeah. a rusty truck guy. Now he's plenty talented. Don't get me wrong. But he's the definition of toughness, determination, and mindset over talent. And mm-hmm. I think that's a combination that we all have to continue to look for. You know, I, I the learning part of it, I put that on our coaching staff. Uh, mm-hmm. I think a, a poor worker complains about his tools. You know, I mm-hmm. think as coaches, you you, you got to take ownership of making sure that what you need those guys to do, you find a way to teach it. Because at the end of the day, Football is still blocking and tackling. And if it's so complicated that you can't figure out the combo coverage and the checks after the motions and all that, that ain't on them. That's on you trying to have the perfect call every time on both sides of the ball. Like it's still moving a guy against his will on the offensive side of the ball. It's still on the defensive side of the ball, hands inside, three point ex- uh, or, or triple extension at the hips, shock and shed, and then have the courage to make contact and make a tackle. If all that other stuff's getting in the way, mm, we got to change a little bit of what we're doing coaching. And we'll be back right after the break. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, You're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Picasso knows your vacation home is your best home. It's the place that brings family and friends together. It's where you're the best version of yourself. Picasso makes it easy to co-own a luxury vacation home in amazing locations. Listings start at 200K for one-eighth ownership. Picasso does the hard parts for you. Luxury furnishings, maintenance, billings, scheduling, and more with a home management team that provides support before, during, and after your stay so you can focus on the relaxing, hosting, and making memories with family and friends. And you can resell on Picasso's Marketplace anytime, historically for a 10% gain. With Picasso, you can stop saying someday and start building family traditions today in a vacation home you own and revisit time after time. Visit Picasso.com today to see thousands of luxury vacation home listings. That's P-A-C-A-S-O.com. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real Steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Coach, I'm fascinated by this because obviously I grew up playing in the ACC, but the conversation about the SEC has existed since the beginning of time. Yeah. Now that you're in the conference, you've been in it before as an assistant, but now back as a head coach. What is the outside world missing about the differences in coaching and playing in the SEC? versus other places? 
See, this is funny because Kirby gets on game day the other day and was like, hey, if you want some of this SEC, come get it. Here's <laughs> here's the difference for me. And I was in the ACC for three years, and it was yeah. a great conference, okay? And I, I got nothing negative to say. But the difference is when we're playing Kentucky or we're playing South Carolina or we're playing Florida this year, and those guys, you know, Kentucky's a bowl-eligible team. South Carolina and, and Florida end up not quite making it, even Arkansas. Mm-hmm. Every one of those teams have multiple NFL players on their roster that are going to be drafted first, second, third round. I mean, you could talk about Spencer Rattler's probably a second round drafted quarterback and they didn't make a bowl game. OK, mm-hmm. they got multiple defensive tackles who are going to play in the league. That doesn't happen at every conference. The depth of talent on every team is what's different. I mean, that I, I just don't think people understand that. And it's not just oh, this year they have this guy. It's That's a freshman who in two <laughs> years is going to be – I mean, guys, if this conversation doesn't start and stop with Georgia's – every player on the Georgia's defense in 2021 was drafted, that's what makes this league different. I played against a – or coached against a really, really, really good Clemson team. They had five yeah. players on defense drafted. That's yeah. totally different. Yeah, that's insane. I'll give you a quick anecdote on that. I'm, I'm uh, going through watching these offensive linemen, and they got Mims, this, the ginormous uh, yeah. tackle at Georgia. So he's hurt. He's beat up a little bit, Buck, this year. So watch a couple games, and then buddies were like, hey, you got to go watch him last year when he's healthy. Um, and so anyways, I'm bouncing between last year and this year. And so I get to this year, I guess it was maybe Tennessee, and they honor uh, their lineman who passed away, so they changed their number for that game. So I'm watching. I'm like, where is this guy? He's not playing. They got this other guy, this other huge kid in there, like number 77. And I'm on the phone with a, with a, a buddy, and he goes, no, that, that's him. He goes, the sad thing, it was believable to you that they got another six foot seven, 350-pound kid that they just swapped out. And I'm like, yeah, I, never even, I didn't even bat an eye. I thought, are they just, yeah. just keep churning these guys out? But, um, it, Coach, to me, that's also the difference. As you talked about the defensive tackles at some of these schools, the, the trenches, as much as you can talk about skill guys, quarterbacks, receivers, DBs, all that stuff, isn't this still the same game it's always been where you oh, yeah. win with those it, big guys? Yeah, it's a line of scrimmage league. Both sides of the ball are very good. Um, and I will say this about Georgia. I, I think Kirby, uh, for whatever reason, we we overvalue the amount of talent that he's you know acquired. He's doing a hell of a job coaching. I mean, we've had him twice in the fourth quarter, and we couldn't break him. I mean, those guys mm-hmm. do not beat themselves. For him to be on the streak that they're on – He's got an unbelievable coaching staff, and I think Kirby's done a really good job with his culture too. You know, just a lot of respect for him because it's not just the talent. But you're absolutely right. the 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 lines of scrimmage are just elite in this league, and I think that's a that's a real challenge for everybody. Okay, well, let me ask a quick follow. Quick follow up. Sorry, Buck. Yeah. With, with the two new teams coming in, with Texas and Oklahoma coming in, we've talked about it from a scouting standpoint. You know, with those teams going to the Big Ten from the West Coast, and with those two teams coming in there. We think it's going to make our job a little bit easier just because as good as those leagues are, now you guys are even getting stronger in terms of evaluating, even evaluating your own roster. I mean, there's no lay, there's no layups. Like It's got to make it a little bit easier to know what you have early on in a season as you go throughout it. Yeah, I, I, you know, that's the interesting thing about what how college football is going to be shaped now is um, you're going to have to win 16 to 17 games in order to win a championship and our rosters aren't really built for that, and there's no really way to um, bring guys in, you know, like in the NFL. So that that's going to be an interesting thing. I think you're kind of seeing that right now in the college football playoff. Like, you, 
are these teams really the best team when you know they're injured? You know they're mm-hmm. beat up. Are they still going to be worthy of being the top four? Um, it'll be interesting. I don't know. I'm, I don't think any of us really know. The, the, the craziest thing, and y'all will know better than we will, is I think these West Coast teams that are going to be traveling, how much does that travel impact their ability to play and compete at a high level? I mean, you're talking about Washington. I thought I saw on their schedule where they got to go to Penn State and Rutgers in the same season. Mm-hmm. Well, that's going to be interesting. Uh, and there's a different kind of cold when you go play <laughs> in November. Than when you, I mean, I know it's cold in L.A., but it's going to be different when you roll up into Michigan in November. <laughs> coach, coach, you brought up something that I really hadn't thought about when you talk about, like, if you do the entire marathon, you're talking about 15, 16 games. In your mind, does it change the way that you have to go about practice? Because in the NFL, they have certain things where, hey, you only have 14 padded days. You you kind of do things for the players. Yeah. Well, now for you, does that mean, hey, I, I probably need to start thinking about if we're good, how's it going to be when you get to week 11 and 12 practicing your team? Yeah, you know, that's actually something that we looked at this year because we have a veteran team. We have some guys that have some miles on them from a GPS data and from a play uh, play number standpoint and I think you absolutely have to balance your veterans and how much you're going to put wear and tear on those guys um, versus developing your younger guys on the team because they still need those reps so it's a balancing act you know we got an old, older veteran named Theo Weiss who had an outstanding season but we noticed like early in the year like guys he can't run 5,000 yards on Tuesday like if he, if he does that then we ain't going to have him on Friday. And we have a saying around here, fresh horses run fast races. So mm-hmm. you got to get your horses to the race fast. But there's still a physical nature to the game that you have to have. And so I, I honestly think that's where really good coaches figure it out. It ain't a science. It's a feel. It's like a good cook. You, you got to figure out each team, each roster, each game's got to be managed just a little bit different. You got to know what the main ingredients are. The main ingredients for this team, we got to have hands inside. We got to do Mizzou drill on Tuesday where our mindset's right. But on Wednesday, you know, we might need to back it off a little bit. Let's have a great walkthrough on Thursday. Let's be full speed on Friday. I love that. Last one from me, Coach. We appreciate your time today. Um, but as somebody who has a reputation for for being creative and always kind of on the cutting edge of what you're doing offensively, I'm always curious – like, who, who are some of the other guys that you look at? Is there stuff? I know maybe it's difficult, obviously, during the season, but when you get a minute to take a breath, are there guys you enjoy studying and, and, and picking up a thing or two? Like, who are some of these innovators? Who are some of the guys that you respect and, and you like to, to dig in and study? Yeah, you know, honestly, in the NFL game, we run so much outside zone that I'm constantly wanting to watch. Uh, Dwayne Ledford at, at, uh, at Atlanta, I think he does a great mm-hmm. job. But scheme-wise, you know, the Dolphins are doing some unbelievable stuff. Obviously, Shanahan's always on the cutting edge of what he's trying to do. you got to throw Coach McVay in there. You know, and I don't even know these guys. I just watch them from afar. <laughs> you, you're always keeping in track of what, of what Andy Reid's doing. But then in my mind, I also understand – that the NFL is a totally different game than ours. And so sometimes the field spacing and all that doesn't translate. So then you go into it. You know, I, I have a great respect for Coach Riley, both of them, both Lincoln mm-hmm. and Garrett. Um, so I peak those games. You know, I peak uh, guys that have worked with me in the past, Bush, to Hamden at, at Boise to see what he's doing. You know, uh, PFF's awesome. I just pull all the explosive plays from the previous week <laughs> and watch them on Tuesdays just to I love see that. what's the exciting thing that's going on. 
Um, And and different guys will catch your eyes every week. The the biggest thing that I've learned over my course of time is just because it's a good play for them, you got to figure out what's the why. Why -hmm. why were they running the play? Why did they think that was going to work? Like what did they set up in the previous weeks that made that as a compliment? Um, And you got to strip it down to what's their DNA. But there is some guys out there that are really doing some exciting stuff. Um, and I would say it starts with, for us, basing everything off our outside zone scheme and then going from there. Well, that is fantastic, Coach. You've been generous with your time, man. Uh, appreciate all you've done. Appreciate what you did for my school, that unbelievable uh, time you had there at Apple. Yeah. It was, and we're still in the day. We're still in a championship game, baby. we got a big one. Oh, we got a big one hey, coming man, up. John Clark's not coach of the year. I mean, crud, y'all, th- those fans in, in App, man, I love them, and they're passionate. But they had him buried and dead. I know. Yeah, let's go. Yeah. He's Undertaker. He was the Undertaker. So he just flipped. He just flipped right back up. Yeah, right, yeah. you can't keep those guys, You can't keep us down, Buck. No, <laughs> he lost two of his best players at the end of spring, and it it always yeah. takes a little time to build your team back. But man, I'm really proud mm-hmm. of Sean, and I loved my time at App State. Uh, Doctor Furman uh, just meant so mm-hmm. much to me. Uh, Doug Gillen was so great. Sherry Everts was great. But man, I still have. You know, I, I talk with Sean Clark at least two times a week. Really proud of him. And, man, there is no doubt we're saying roll nears, man. Let's roll. There, there we go. There he is. Uh, <laughs> well, hey, it's talking about turning something around. Uh, you've got the Missouri program rolling right now, coming off double-digit wins here with one to go. Uh, appreciate your time, Coach, and uh, let's catch up down the road. Sounds good. M-I-Z. All right, Buck, uh, there he is. Uh, Eli Drinkwitz always uh, dropping some some wisdom and some knowledge on us, took some notes there. It was fresh horses run fast again. That's the uh, that's my favorite takeaway line from this one, but uh, a lot to learn in that conversation. Yeah, a lot to learn. He's done a really good job, and uh, I think it took him a few years to kind of settle in and kind of figure out the landscape in the SEC and figure out how he wanted to go about it. Because remember, look, he'd been a coach for one year at App State before he got the job at Mizzou, so he's still learning how to do it, and uh, he's talked about it. He gave up play calling duty so he could kind of oversee the entire operation. And man, it's really uh, falling into place for them. This is a team that is tough. They're rugged. He's done a really good job with that offense. But defensively is where uh, Missouri has always uh, buttered their bread. And once again, their defense is tough. Having watched him, I watched him twice. I watched him play Georgia early in the year. And then I watched him recently against Florida. I mean, this is a tough physical team. They got they got the, the requisite pieces that we talk about when it comes to being a team that can participate in the college football playoff. It's all right there. We'll see if you can keep it going. But this team is close. Yeah, it's a good lesson, too, in, uh, in making progress and being patient. You know, this thing doesn't happen overnight. It took them a few years to get over the hump and really turn the corner. And that happened this year. And it looks like Missouri football is in great shape uh, going forward. Uh, top 10 team in the nation right now. Pretty, pretty incredible. Um, all right, that is going to do it for us today. A short episode, a brief episode, but hope you enjoyed it. And uh, I do want to, again, thank Eli Drinkwitz for joining us. Uh, we will see you next week, five days a week, right here on Move the Sticks. You go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. 
Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Hey guys, back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck yeah, and some waves. So we could go surfing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> ah, love that. A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in. Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it. Um, can a girl go shopping? Yeah, baby. Wait. Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com.